Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast. We're so glad you're with us. I'm Amy. I'm Janae. We are really excited to jump into this week's verse, but before that, here is your one-week warning. Um, the Replenish event for the women in the Bartow County area of Georgia is this Friday, February 24th. Doors open at 6.30, starts at 7. It's free. Bring a friend. You don't want to miss it. That's right. One of the things I'm looking forward to, Amy, is you and I get to bring the word, and we're going to try to do it podcast style. But part of that, what we don't get to do on the podcast is to stop and actually have an interaction with our listeners. Absolutely. So on the evening of Replenish, when we talk about a particular point or scripture and we're talking about there's going to be an an opportunity for us to pause and we'll have questions for the women to set in their little discussion groups and inter- interact. And I'm really looking forward to that because we learn from each other. Absolutely. So once again, Make Plans, February 24th, starts at 7. You do not want to miss it. Okay, now let's jump in because we have a lot of really great things to talk about with this week's verse. Um This week's focus is God as our loving ally, and that comes from Psalm 144.2. I'll read that. The Lord is my loving ally and my fortress, my tower of safety, my rescuer. He is my shield, and I take refuge in him. So using the title from our Bible, you know, the little parts above each section that got added in later, um, (laughs) this is a prayer for deliverance and security after coming through difficulty. This verse was written by David after he'd become king over all of Israel, and he was acknowledging God as the one who had brought him there. So he was celebrating victory. In the blog, I address the fact that the Hebrew word for hesed, which is translated loving ally, is actually difficult to articulate in this context. So let's talk about the New Living Translation's choice of loving ally in comparison to some of the others. You can read the entire list in the blog, but there are two that jumped out at me. Friend is one that the contemporary English version translated has said, and then the Good News translation translated has said as protector. So friend, protector. I love to think of God as my friend. Jesus refers to us as friends in John chapter 15. But then you layer in that idea of a fiercely loyal friend who will stand up to protect me. So these two different translations combined would be a way to describe a loving ally. So I can see where the New Living Translation went with that. Which one of the list of ways to translate has said stood out to you, Amy? So mine is from the King James Version and is loving kindness. Um, So I grew up in the KJV world, um, old school Baptist, and one of my favorite versions of the Bible is the New King James because it just feels a little bit like home. There's some nostalgia when I read it. Right. 
And I think the word loving kindness is absolutely beautiful. It puts on display two of God's incredible attributes put together. I tend to see God the Father as like the strong, tough love God. Um, But when I read loving kindness, it reflects his gentle and tender care of his beloved. When we were researching and figuring out what we would talk about in regards to this verse, in addition to what the blog covers, we made a discovery that ties into a previous episode and connects to this New King James Version to translate has said as loving kindness. Yes, this is so fun. So for our listeners, you might remember back, way back in episode three, um, we talked about Psalm 23 and how the Good Shepherd leads us. So if you listen to that podcast, you'll remember that we talked about verse six, which says that goodness and mercy follow us. Well, guess what the word is for mercy there? It's hesed. Um, So the good shepherd is leading us, and the very loving kindness, mercy, protector friend of God has our backs. So I just have to say the imagery of Psalm 23, just the more that you dig into it, it just gets sweeter and sweeter. Yes, and on that note, in addition to God being our loving ally, the verse doesn't stop there. The verse this week gives us a few other resources that God provides. So let me read the verse again. The Lord is my loving ally and my fortress, my tower of safety, my rescuer. He is my shield and I take refuge in him. So God is our fortress like a mighty wall. He is our tower of safety our rescuer, our shield. These are powerful images to consider. Yeah, we are literally given five different ways that God is our defender and safe place. And we are given one response for our actions, and that is to take refuge. Um, But we are people who tend to want to find our own way to do things, aren't we? Yes. Uh, God literally is saying, the enemy is attacking. Go hide in this strong wall or in this tower or behind my shield. And we're over here going... But there's this bale of hay over here that looks really safe. <laughs> or I just made a sandcastle, and so I think I'll hide behind it. Uh, what I mean is we often look to our own strength, our own actions to protect us, instead of leaning on and into those safe places that God has already created for us. So when I was a kid, my best friend's dad, Mr. Ritchie, used to joke around with me. I was painfully tall um, at an early age, so much taller than all my friends. So when I'd come into the house, he would say, there's the tower of power (laughs) every time. But don't we often view ourselves as our own tower of power? Yes. And one of the things that comes to my mind when you said hide behind a sandcastle, because, you know, when the tide comes in, that sandcastle is just going to wash away. I used to run early on to sweets. So hardship comes your way and Janae has taken off for the bakery. Yes, ma'am. I admit readily that I'm addicted to sugar and I have come a long way. But I know there was a time when I would come home from a stressful day and I would hands down bake fresh cookies and start eating them before dinner. Or at late night go-to would be, I would keep those, remember the cans of biscuits? I don't hardly have them anymore, but the old can, cheaper the better, uh, canned biscuits and make homemade donuts oh, you're out of me hungry. <laughs> and I would scarf them down and they tasted so yummy at the moment, but afterwards I would feel so gross and my stressful day was still hanging out in the back of my mind. Yeah, I would have to say for um, my own strength struggle, 
um, that my hardship go-to would be Pizza Hut. So you you hear hard things happening in Amy's life, and you'd probably see me zooming around that pickup lane. Um, it Whatever the struggle is, marriage, parenting, work, you name it, my very first thought is pepperoni, extra cheese. Okay, so pizza is a love language for you then. I mean, it really kind of is. But all joking aside, our church just did a 21-day fast. And when I was praying and asking God what he asked me to give up, I clearly heard chewing. Oh. Not, I want you to give up food or coffee or social media. Chewing. It was such a... I. I really wrestled with it because I was like, that's probably not the case, right, Lord? Like, that's not, you're not saying that. Like gum? Yeah, chewing. Uh, And so I realized as I've been praying and spending time with the Lord through that fast, I really do satisfy myself with food all the time. And so for 21 days, I would not chew anything. I mean, to the point I blended down potato soup to make sure there weren't like the potato-y yummy chunks in it. Um, and I think this is one of the ways he was redirecting me towards his tower of refuge instead of my own, which only leads me to more danger because we know when we pursue our own methods, right? It's always destructive and damaging at the end. It's bad relationships, alcohol, consuming pornography, social media addiction, food, creating unhealthy patterns or exercise, creating unhealthy body image struggles. Um, whatever that thing is, when you follow that path all the way to the end, It does not lead to life. It many times leads directly to death or at least dissatisfaction. There's only one true refuge, and that is hanging out with my loving ally in his tower. So, Janae, if we are to not follow our own ways but go to his refuge, how do we do that? Well, I do not go to fresh baked cookies or donuts anymore. Mostly, I have developed a few different habits over the years that are healthier. Thank you. Uh, One of them is I have index cards on rings. Then on these index cards are verses that I feel like God gives me at certain times or certain seasons. And the different rings can have uh, different themes. More recently, I've moved away a little bit from the index cards to putting them on my notes on my phone Uh (laughs) and definitely go to and read them. They're there to go to throughout the day and meditate on those messages. A new one for me is what I call an emotional check-in because what I realized, even with those old habits with food, that there were strong emotions that were undealt with that were kind of fueling that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and I know that may sound weird, the whole emotional check-in thing, but it's just something I do. And I try to do it about once a week. And I know that uh, last week we talked about how we are not to allow emotions to agitate in the dryer and Mm -hmm. fluff them around and keep them fresh. So this is one way to kind of help take them out and begin to deal with them. Emotions are actually messages that are given from God to tell us something. But until we're willing to kind of sit with it and answer the message, see, you know, what is it telling me? And then where is it going askew? Like we're either stuffing or we're maybe doing something extreme. We want to handle it in a healthy way. I want to What are the emotions I'm feeling? What are they telling me? Um, What are the truths of God that speak to those emotions? And then I ask God to bring them 
back into check, to not allow the enemy any foothold to use them against me. That's good. So what about you, Amy? I've learned to go outside and engage in creation. You know, there have been times where there's such a tumult of emotions. And seriously, my first thought is like, I could shove my face into a pizza right now. And I feel like that would help. But instead, I would go outside into my yard. I have taken off my shoes, closed my eyes, and just let the creation of God fill every sense that I have. Um, In fact, I learned later, this is actually something called grounding in the psychological world. But it all belongs to him. You know, engaging in his creation is giving me that refuge that he's created. I also have safe people that I know I can reach out to and say, hey, I am struggling. They will listen to my struggle. They do not judge me for being as incredibly imperfect as possible. But then they gently point me back to the word and back to the places that God has for my life. And then finally, I journal. Um, I get all my feelings out of my head and heart onto paper, and there's something about having it transfer from inside of you to outside, like you're talking about with your emotional check-in. You can sort through things and see what is true and what's a lie when it's outside of you. And then I end that by writing a prayer and giving it all to Jesus. Um, And making sure the word is tucked inside of me. Mm. So one of the first verses I actually memorized when I became a believer was 1 Corinthians 10.13. It says, no temptation has overtaken you except that which is common to man, but God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you will be able to bear it. Mm. And so that reminder that God already knew my temptations and issues, it really helped me go, okay, there's a promise. God's made a way of escape. Which direction is his tower? So, Janae, what verse stands out to you that helps you in those moments? I have in my notes on my phone a list of verses under the title Rock. So that's the file. Uh, That God is my rock. And I love different images, the visual pieces of that. Like sometimes I need to stand on the rock. He's my foundation. Um, Sometimes I need to get behind the rock and let him protect me. So Psalm 62, verses 1 through 2 and then 5 through 7. I wait quietly before God, for my victory comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will never be shaken. Let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. My victory and honor come from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach me. Patience is not what we tend to feel. We are normally anxious and we're stressed, right? And in those times, we can become compulsive. But here is a call for me to choose patience and allow God to move on my behalf. I want to let God be my rock. And sometimes that requires patience. Mm, that's good. So to our listeners, we have shared our run-tos and the way that we've made some changes. So what are you running to? Um, does that need to change? When this podcast ends, spend time in prayer asking God to give you eyes to see him as your safe place. Yes, you have a loving ally 
who will help you adjust. So call on him for help with any changes you need to make. Well, I'm excited to say next Monday will be our very first episode of the Fight Like a Girl series. So I cannot wait. Go ahead now, share, like, let people know about the God's Word Gives Hope podcast. If this is beneficial to you, share it with someone else. Um, And that way, everybody is set up and ready to hear once we drop our first Fight Like a Girl episode. Now I'm going to leave you with a verse from 2 Samuel 22, 2-3. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my Savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. He is my refuge, my Savior, the one who saves. Thank you.